that up. So, so oh, hang on. Oh, I need yes. to play the intro first. You didn't do it for the last one. Nope. Fuck those guys. <laughs> um, I like how Nathan. I didn't realize. I thought you were looking that up. I didn't realize that Nathan asked us for the vintage clothing store. No, he was. Yeah. What? Okay. Uh, Nathan's a hype beast. He just wanted some Big hype uh, beast. Some clothing. Yeah. yeah. Goofy guys, bro. You're gonna you're gonna be in for a treat when you okay. listen to. Yeah. I want to hear the unedited version. Yeah. Oh. You'll, get the, you'll get the <laughs> unedited <laughs> version. It's available for. <laughs> Seven ninety nine. Dude, I'd pay you ten bucks. On our <laughs> Don't touch that dial and stay out. We're gonna have the half, half, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny Fucking K. Welcome to the party, pal. There's a rule. There's a tradition that says I have to kiss this girl on the lips. This is Christmas. Come to the coast. We we'll get together, have a few laughs. When Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house all right welcome back jolliest bunch of assholes <laughs> what'd you think of that <laughs> that is uh not what i expected wow oh. yeah you know wow. i'm impressed yeah. thank you i'm impressed thank you. yeah he's got some audio audio editing skills these days yeah these days not these days <laughs> these days previously <laughs> yeah <laughs> historically speaking <laughs> Tom- <laughs> Thomas's ever uh, revolving skill selection. Skill selection. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, boys. I guess it would be yeah. the 29th or Some, oh, or fucking something around we, that. We have no idea when this is coming out. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what do you what are you getting <laughs> for Christmas this year, Andrew? Uh, I'm not a big gifts person, actually. This is very like this is so, re- reoccurring on this. Yeah, podcast. hey, I uh, I don't. I'm driving my mom crazy because she's like, "Well, I need stuff for your stocking. I need mm-hmm. gifts," and I'm like, "I don't." Like, I only I only have two two kind of gifts. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I need, yeah, that I just buy like underwear and socks and whatever the, the like, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, and then it's stuff that. I can't expect my parents to buy because it's too expensive, <laughs> right? It's like I don't think my parents are buying three hundred dollar lifting shoes. Like, Pro- I don't. Eh. That's that's probably not. Yeah. Probably not going to happen. They're not nope. obviously <laughs> going to buy a three thousand dollar guitar. No. Yeah. Probably not. So. Probably not. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. I, maybe not. I don't know. That's. I. I mean, we can. You know, people talk about like love languages. My love language is definitely not gifts. Yeah. Right. So like, I don't. I don't really care. I never. You did know, the I test. meant to take that test actually because <laughs> someone we had on recently. Uh, mentioned the test and i didn't even know there was a test i thought you just kind of like picked what sounded good so <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yeah i don't know uh, i'd be i'd at least be curious i think i know what it is but everyone talks about it so i don't know what is it uh gifts subscribe to my patreon and premium snap. <laughs> just kidding Pre- premium snapchat yeah Pre- swipe up for premium snap i'd like to promote my only fans page yeah <laughs> exactly yeah man and my love language is leaving me alone sometimes yeah no, that's yeah a actually because there is quality time is one of them yeah and i would say that's actually probably the lowest for me but i have no i don't fucking know i could be wrong so Josh, you yeah. what? I have not a clue. Not a clue. I didn't know there was a test. Are you looking at my shirt? I'm just making sure it's red. It is red. There, it is red. He's colorblind. He asked me what color. I have no fucking idea what color. There's some weird colors. He asked me what one. color the signs were for Revere. Yeah. And he asked me if they were green. No, 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 no. There's, there's 
pet, the for sale and the name agent name are a different like shade. Yeah. And I couldn't and I couldn't tell if they were green or not, but they're, they're just a different shade of gold. But they're gold. Yes. <laughs> Actually, on on that. So you remember when we were talking in the group chat about the grayscale on your phone? Yes. So I used that. So I turned it on. I was like, this is great. Yeah. And oh, I got. I heard about this. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Right. So I got like twenty or thirty minutes in my day. Then I had to go track, so I've got like a, a habit tracker, mm-hmm. um, and I went to go in, and it's red and green, right? So green mm. if you do it well, and and red if if you don't, right? Or if you whatever. Yeah, you missed yeah. it. Um, and the grayscale don't work too well on that one, because <laughs> I was looking at it, I was like, I legit can't tell, because there's not enough color differentiation yeah. between the two. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I've got Josh and Phil telling me it's a great life hack. <laughs> but I can't track my habits on here, so I guess we're going back to guess color. We're, guess we're turning the color <laughs> back you, on. Do you have yeah. yours on grayscale? Sometimes. Oh, okay. Because I've heard it actually makes the phone significantly less satisfying to look at, which is kind of oh, good, right? It takes like, away the that blue light. It that takes away the slot machiny. Yeah. This of it. Stimulation. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. there's a uh, there's a study just released, um, and it was talking about, the, I think it was like the one thing you can do to increase your like life satisfaction or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was talking about, you know, social media and the effects on that. And they said the number one thing you can do uh, in 2020 to be happier is to log off and close and delete your Facebook. Hmm. Really, eh? Yeah. Facebook specifically or just does it mean social media in general? I, you know, I didn't look too heavily at it. So don't quote me on this one. Okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, I, I believe it. I believe it was Facebook. The point in sentiment is more or less the same, I guess, yeah. right? So, yeah. Yeah. There's a similar study that said when uh, i'm sure you've seen probably in like the subreddit instagram versus reality which is a great subreddit if you want a good laugh yeah oh uh i don't think i've ever looked at it is is it like does it show like kind of both angles or like i saw this one on instagram actually like it was this meme and it was this chick in her backyard like going hiking today and her brother But it looks like a trail, mm-hmm. but her brother from the living room is like, she's out here taking pictures in our backyard, acting like she, and you could see the, the presented one and then the, the behind the scenes one or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Some of the, some of it's like that. There's yeah. other ones where they show like a unphotoshopped image or a photoshopped image mm-hmm. or they'll show like how angles affect things or oh, like okay. that. Yeah. Um, or yeah, there's one, there was one similar to that where it looked like this girl was on a beach, but mm-hmm. like either her boyfriend or whoever was taking the picture was on a ladder on like the driveway and they'd like thrown sand around her head mm-hmm. and she's just lying on the driveway with that sand around her head. Well, what? I know, right? <laughs> oh, like, look at this. Um, oh, but it, what, what was interesting about it was that sort of along the same lines of this, yeah. this study on Facebook mm-hmm. was going on how, uh, women, I think it had, were either more satisfied or less, un- less dissatisfied with their body image and how they looked mm-hmm. um, when viewing uh, photos on Instagram that had this sort of like dual uh-huh. uh, uh, perspective rather than just the, the edited ones. Sure. Um, my personal favorite one was uh, someone, this girl had, I'm assuming Photoshopped a emblem of a Lamborghini onto a Ford. We, well, I think we talked <laughs> we about this. We were talking about this other yeah, night. Yeah. And like, <laughs> the caption on Reddit was just, you're not fooling anyone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. 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 I think that uh, as we move into this next decade, which is pretty fucking weird to be saying. Yeah. Hey, I, I have been thinking about that fact just yeah. to sidetrack for a moment. Yeah. You know, something like uh, 
you're the same age as us, right? Mm-hmm. So graduated 2011, right? Well, close enough, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 2010? 2009? 2009. Ah, okay. <laughs> wow, uh, even last decade. Jeez. <laughs> Just kidding. So, but even something where you think of 2010, 2011 as recent or a couple years ago, but that's, well, eight, nine years ago now, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it is weird to think of decades, right? Because, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. well, we, you know, as our adolescence was kind of through the 2000s, you would hear the phrases like 70s, 80s, 90s, et cetera, 40s, right. 50s. Yeah. But now you have the 2000s, you have the 2010. Like, it's it's just weird to think about, right? And then, you know, people always make the joke, people older than us generally, where they're like, uh, you know, when I think 10 years ago, I think 1990, right? And yeah. when I think 10 years ago, I think 2000, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, Absolutely. I don't know. It, it's... It's weird to think about. Yeah. Oh, no, most yeah. definitely. But so. anyway, sorry, as we go into this <laughs> yeah, next, as, as next decade. In, yeah, as we move into this next decade, I guess, is uh, I think that there's going to be there's going to be something that replaces those social media apps, I think. I think that there's just not enough authenticity going around. Like I just what? think they'll transform. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think they'll transform and be bigger and better, but also more invasive into your life as well. Could be. To a mm. way, in yeah. a way, yeah. I think people are also waking up, though, too. Like, I think that there's... Yeah, the the pretty filtered Instagram feed versus... Mm-hmm. Now yeah. it's all about stories and yeah. stuff, right? Well, so. not only that, but, like, the amount of data that you produce and give up for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's probably going to be something that allows you to monetize that into yeah. the future. I mean, that'd, that'd be really interesting. I did see some talk on, I think it was a legal blog stating that the next big human rights battle or whatever is going to be over data. Oh, 100%. And there was, I think there's, I don't I don't remember if the decision has been made yet Jeez. or not, uh, but there was, uh, I think this came out of the Cambridge Analytica documentary on YouTube, where one of the guys there was asking either Google or Facebook or maybe using Cambridge Analytica for the data they had on him, mm-hmm. uh, and came, he just couldn't get it. Yeah. And he took him. I think they went all the way to the EU Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if the decision, I can't remember if the decision was rendered on that uh, mm-hmm. as of today or uh, or whatnot. But that is, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, in the coming, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. how do you deal with the data people are collecting on you? Because, I mean, yeah. you're, you're seeing it to the point where, I mean, the the, uh, the Great Hack documentary on Netflix kind of, Argued Did you watch yes that? Yes and no. I have not. Have you? Okay, you should it's, watch it. It's, it yeah, good. it's yeah. really good. Is it? Is it kind of what? Is it not centered around the 2016 election, or am I totally misinformed? It, it is. It it's, is. It's about Cambridge Analytica. It's oh, not okay. about. Yeah, there's, okay. there's no like. It's a misnomer because there's no hack. There's no it. hack. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's not a hack. It's people inadvertently giving up their information and allowing permissions. Because w- was the Cambridge Analytica thing a leak, or did someone just no. actually read the terms of service and be no. like, hey, wait a fucking minute, right? No, so. it's like, I don't think it would be a leak at all, because effectively, if you have your Facebook profile open, yeah, I could go to it tomorrow, and I could yeah. scrape information yeah. on yeah. you, right? Exactly. Yeah, a lot of it, there's, um, I, from the way I understand how the study worked, mm-hmm. was if you, I think it was like a quiz, or like, you know those dumb things people share on facebook and say hey find out if your cat's mother is 14 or stuff like that right (laughs) yeah (laughs) um which type of soup are you (laughs) yeah 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 
why uh why is your hair color brown and not gray uh and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that's sort of what mm-hmm. uh, happened i think when that was when you clicked on whatever test or whatever thing they did uh i mean i mean and this is the big problem is nobody reads any of these terms and conditions right? yeah because yeah. it's fifty thousand pages long yeah uh it allowed them to either it was either harvest or sell your data but then every single person that either did it or shared it it allowed the same data harvesting i think as all their friends yeah right so you went from i think like oh, maybe like five right, or six right, million right. people. I remember this. I remember yeah. this. Yeah. So it was by a by extension thing. Now yeah, I, this right? sounds familiar. So I good think they went from. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, interesting. It's 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 really interesting from a uh, like a political campaign point or um, research standpoint about mm. how how do you affect decisions, right? Mm. Uh, but yeah, essentially, so they took all the data, mm-hmm. and then what they wanted to uh, essentially see. Uh, on this was could they influence human behavior um, and there's two s- sort of arguments that I've heard on it the first one being is no they they can't that's from the political scientist side mm-hmm. saying no you you can't this unlikely change didn't change anything and then I've, I've seen it from the other side and the analytical and side and so on well yeah we, we did change it because we did influence them enough to do it so it's it's an interesting sort of discussion on it. I mm. thought they did a pretty good job of kind of balancing a, a fairly objective viewpoint with okay. actually a, understanding a, a news argument and, and the whole issue that kind of surrounded this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, at the end of the day, from what we saw, you had uh, essentially, uh, I think it was like 100,000 people decide the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. Right? So really did it work? Probably. But it, yeah, great. Mm. it's a great documentary. It's really right. interesting in, in terms so, of discussing. So they are that. trying to tie or link or show any with uh, political influence. I guess is kind of is that what they're part of the discussion or part of the outcome of the? That's the major focus. Yeah, of yeah. I guess that's yeah. sorry. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, that focus. is that's okay. the major focus. Intriguing. Yeah, no, I might give a give that a watch. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I know what. Uh, sorry, ahead, no, you first. I was just gonna I was going to change topics. So. Okay, I think that. Um, the guy who actually created the internet protocol, the HTTP protocol, mm-hmm. Tim Berners Lee, he's working on a new project that. What um, is the HTTP HTTP protocol? What you know when you have HTTP? I know it's at the start. Yeah. But wh- what is that? Effectively, for like, the folks at home, yeah, not for me. It's effectively like how internet pages are pulled up and how you make calls to servers and, mm. and how they're delivered to yeah. a browser. Yeah. It's the he, hand out, handoff. Yeah, sense. so he built that protocol effectively. Like he is pretty much the godfather of the internet. Yeah. He is working on a project that, because he feels that the internet has kind of gone the completely opposite direction that he's wanted it to in a freedom of sharing of information, of where everybody is democratized into, it's essentially a meritocracy is what the internet should have been is what his viewpoint is. And now it's this platform thing where you have to go to Facebook or Twitter or whatever to have a platform. Mm -hmm. Whereas he wanted it to be some sort of, you know, you have your own website and I have my own website and we interact via that and that sort of way. So he was looking at building some sort of other secondary Mm. internet where you own your data and you plug into these networks 
but you own that data. And then when you don't want it there anymore, you, you pull it out. Hmm. So he's working on something that allows you to do that sort of thing. And you can monetize your own data and you can effectively have control over your own personality on the internet. I mean, that's really interesting because if you think about it, going back to what you said previously, I mean, the internet has really become a platform for platforms. Yes. Right. And you get now a lot of controversy and discussion over, okay, what do you do with Facebook and Twitter and what extent these platforms have in terms mm-hmm. of you know free speech, what you can say, what you can't say, what you can yeah. regulate. Uh, and but if you, you own your add, own right? website, you're the dictator of that website, mm-hmm. right? So like you, Andrew Wagstaff, can say whatever you want on that website, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that the issue with the platforming is that it democratized the ability to put yourself out on the internet. It democratized your voice. It allows you to get your what you want to say out there because most people aren't technical. Mm-hmm. They don't have that ability to build their own website or whatever. But it also takes away your freedom of expression in a lot of ways because you're not allowed to say this, this, mm-hmm. this, this. You're not allowed to be part of these groups. You're not allowed to do that sort of thing. So it, it's very interesting. I think that, mm-hmm. that in this next decade, we're going to see a lot, a lot of that. I think that this is going to be the, the 2020 to 2030 conversation i i wouldn't doubt it it'd be interesting to see because we've now seen the i guess the the consequences and downsides of like free platforms Mm -hmm. and and free uh just user databases if people uh would switch and pay for one that didn't sell their data yeah Mm. that'd be really interesting like if you you said i'm gonna create like facebook 2.0 yeah it's gonna cost you yeah whatever 20 bucks a month yeah but we're not going to sell your, your data, data will privacy never be is sold. a lot more and yeah like yeah the privacy threshold is up here mm-hmm. things yeah. like that that'd be that'd be a really interesting concept yeah i don't i i think that people so, are so accustomed to not paying that's right issue. yeah you're gonna get a lot of resistance there yeah. um so this http guy is wanting internet 2.0 or whatever let's pretty call much sort of thing. yeah and how would you orchestrate that would it be your data is on your device and you kind of plug in what you want sort of thing or i think that with blockchain technology and stuff that's in its infancy yeah because does it not all of the like uh getting rewarded for sharing your data kind of has roots in the blockchain world does Mm -hmm. it not yeah right so yeah and i remember there's coins out there and i'm sure they still exist where i was trying to do exactly that of Mm -hmm. being a uh, steam steam is the best is the best example of that yeah, the yeah. steam network or whatever yep. mm-hmm. yeah it's a social media platform where you get paid for yeah um i think that there's a lot of potential for that sort of thing mm-hmm. and they're looking at getting more developers building applications when it comes to that sort of thing so i think that we're going to see a, a large pushback in 20 like from 2020 on um, interesting yeah. yeah yeah i think so perhaps well now people are aware of it and then here's one thing i kind of more existential, if you will, question I always pose is because Mark Zuckerberg supposedly founded Facebook because he wanted mm-hmm. to figure out so people could tell who was hooking up with who, right? If you believe the story of uh, okay. uh, the social network yeah. or whatever. So he legitimately just wanted to make a social network. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think anyone early on was like, let's make this free so it gets in everyone, everyone in the world uses it? And then we will monetize that, or did they kind of stumble upon it? I think they stumbled. That's kind of my yeah. rhetorical question. 
No, I think that if you actually, like, if you watch the Social Network movie, which I'm not going to say is a documentary because it's obviously dramatized. <laughs> yeah. But in it, he says that we don't want advertisement on the platform because we want usership. Mm. Usership yeah. first, then advertisement. Right. So right. there was a plan from day one as to right. how to monetize right. at the end of the yeah. day. Oh, really? Yeah. But do you believe he was just a college dorm kid who had a good idea that in it, that started in wanting to know who was hooking up with who. I think or I think that's did, how everything starts. And then it's the same or thing. Or was Google. he a lizard person the whole time? No, I'm not saying that. I, okay. s- I think that originally everything starts as that. Yeah. And then it becomes this it's the same thing as Google. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. building a search algorithm to be able to index the internet and the resources that are on the internet. Mm-hmm. We never thought that we would own Android mm-hmm. and do all this thing. Like I think that's how everything starts. Right. But Google yeah. owns Android? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. No. The whole thing? Or yes. I thought Android was uh, open Android. Source. Oh, sorry, yeah, you're correct. Android is yeah. Android is built on the Linux kernel. Android is owned by Google. It's an open source yes. type of Google does platform. a lot of open source stuff. Like Google, ah, Google gotcha. gives like uh, let's talk about um, why is the name escaping me? But they have a bunch of different open source like ML platforms. Those are all open source. What's Anybody that? can use them. Machine learning. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Fire. Uh, Firefox no. or Chrome. Chrome Chrome is built on a Chromium based browser. Chromium is open source. Chrome is not open source. Chromium, you can like anybody could build their Chromium mm-hmm. browser tomorrow. The code is out there. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Firefox actually. So if you wanted to build a Firefox based browser, you, the code is open source. Mm-hmm. You can take that and then build something else. Um, there's deriv- actually the Tor browsers are derivative of Firefox. Yeah, that really makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Um, sorry, what was I talking about? It does about? make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Google owns Android. Google owns Android. It was a, it is a major acquisition on their part because of how adopted Android mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. and Android is synonymous in the smartphone world. It actually owns, I think, seventy percent of market share worldwide. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if it was yeah. yeah. Once yeah. you get out of North America, it's not yeah. so iPhone centric, right? So. Yeah. Well, exactly. no, I mean, you go to China. And yeah. They've got yeah. Huawei, right? Yeah. Which yeah. uses that that kind of platform. Going, I guess, going back to your question, uh, I'm I'm in agreement with Josh. Like. Probably at the beginning, they said, this is a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my my favorite quote I've ever heard from a business prof on, you know, starting a business and whatnot, is he said, every idea has been done. It, the question is, how do you commercialize it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And when you when you look at a lot of some of these early 2000s, uh, late 2000s startups like Facebook or Twitter, or, you know, even Snapchat, a lot of them, and I mean, as we were talking, just are driving adoption and user bases, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, you know, as an investor, if you've got 400 million users, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to monetize that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember in one of my, actually one of my classes, because we had sort of a, a concept along these lines where we were, the first thing was going to drive user base and user yeah. adoption, right? Uh, and uh, it was interesting because even in our pitch to our, the, the panel that we had to do for a final project, uh, the question always came back up, how are you going to monetize this? How are you going to make money? How are you going to make money, right? So going through the whole process, mm-hmm. you understand that money is not the you know the be-all, end-all, what we're going to do, right? We've got to drive a vision. We've got to drive a product. And we've got to drive an experience. Mm-hmm. But the monetization is always underlying everything and is in the conversation of, uh, at the end of the day, this is a business. Yeah, we've got to make money. We've got to have cash flow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what investors want to see. They want to see return and they want to see cash flow, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's just talk about content creation with YouTube, right? Like they own the platform. Who monetizes it? 
YouTube. Like how much does the mm-hmm. content creator at the end of the day actually make? Not very much. Mm-hmm. No. Right. So proportionately. So yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So because we own a platform, we can merit whatever it is, 75% of the, the advertisement revenue or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know about that. Who's doing all the work, you know, like mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. actually, who's mm-hmm. actually creating. Things. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to see a lot of these creators jump ship to things like Patreon where they're getting yeah. paid for their own yeah. work. And you're going to see a lot of an exodus from YouTube. You're going to see that, I could say. And I think YouTube yeah, I is think so. almost over-commercialized now. I have to watch two advertisements before I watch a video? Come on. Adblock, bro. Yeah, I know. I use, ad- <laughs> I, I use Yeah, if you use Firefox and Adblock, you don't have to watch any yeah, advertisements. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it's over-commercialized to the point where it's now yeah. television again. Well, it's I mean, like, it really is, which yeah, it, it is. was the goal. And then they're like, well, we have to make money. So you have to watch a five-second ad. And then yeah. everyone's like, okay, that's fair enough. And then a couple of years later, it's like, well, now you have to watch a 15-second ad. Yeah. You're like, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess I have time. Yeah. No, there's then, advertisements every fucking... Yeah. Now you get advertisements minutes. in the video. Yeah, exactly. In the video, right? Yeah. yeah. And 100%. sometimes yeah. they... I think the creators have some degree of... Control. Control over mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Same as how you would shoot a TV show. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they actually like shoot their videos for commercial breaks now. Mm-hmm. Which is... And when you think about it, like... Like a PewDiePie video, for example, his sweet spot seems to be like twenty, low twenties, twenty minutes. Yeah, that's a, with, that's a television show with yep. five minutes of ads yeah. segmented in. Yep. I'm like, this is just TV again. What the fuck? Yeah. How did they, yeah. how did yeah. they trick us back into this? Absolutely, <laughs> right. No, that's, that, that's exactly what it is. The mm-hmm. uh, the Patreon one is interesting because uh, a good friend of mine in in the MBA program is a musician, and he actually looked at uh, a project like Patreon uh, to solve. Uh, a p- big problem in the music industry, and that's uh, not the big bands and not the small bands, but sort of the bands stuck in between that in the have yeah. a reasonable listener base, mm-hmm. uh, but just can't make enough money. Make any sure. money, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, and he actually kind of looked at that and said, "Well, we can't use Patreon because Patreon is content creation, mm-hmm. and as a musician, that's not driving your main source of revenue, which is essentially touring." Sure. Right. Mm. So he said, "You I'm like, you, I mean, if you look at a typical patron, you say, okay, I pay a dollar or $10 a month or whatever. And you get, I don't know, two, three videos a week. He's like, that's yeah. just no, no artist is just going to create a song every week for mm-hmm. a, a year. Mm-hmm. Right. And he goes, right. so yeah, he exactly. actually, he actually tried to create a, uh, essentially a, a product or a service that would fix, uh, and provide sort of the same types of opportunities and musicians. So that's, What's going to be really interesting is to see, because there are, you know, areas and industries that Patreon does not, is not suited well for, Mm -hmm. and it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that, right? But I think going back to content creation, the, the interesting thing on YouTube, and I think one of the best uses of it is from the guys who do Hot Ones. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. What what they do. Yeah, what they do. They don't. And I'm, this is kind of conjecture, but I'm assuming they probably don't make a ton of money off of their show, yeah, right? They, yeah. I mean, you get one... Proportionate to like merch sales to, or brand deals or whatever. Else, yeah. right? Um, so what uh, I think they, annou- they either announced or they were talking about it one time, and they said last year they made $7 million selling hot sauce. Yeah. So from a, a content go. creation... Yeah. yeah. Who cares if you monetize YouTube, yeah, right? Yeah. You, you're essentially using YouTube to drive people product. to a product, yeah, right? And yeah. I think that's where a lot of YouTubers and channels are likely going to go, right? Like if you look at the bro science 
guy, Don Mazzetti, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way he makes. He's demonetized now, actually. He, yeah, he's, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. he doesn't make well, a ton if of you, money. Basically, if you swear, you get yanked or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Right? So then you sit there like, okay, how, how do you make money? And he's like, he's got this, you know, the supplements, he's got the merch, he's got everything else, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the point of it that I think a lot of these really smart YouTubers and YouTube channels Using it for got traffic. into. Yeah, like it's four traffic years ago. and then sell offline, right? Yeah, so. was traffic, right? Because, yeah. you know, if you think you get, uh, what what did it used to be? Like, if you got a 100,000 views, you got like a thousand bucks or something? Sure. So, something that like that. That was the rough equation rough. I heard out there on the internet. Who right? the fuck knows if that's real, I right? Mean, like, so, yeah, we, we have no idea like if we that's have real. Any idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But if, if you think of that versus, okay, I've got a t-shirt line. I sell for 20 bucks a t-shirt and mm-hmm. I get every penny of that t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's a way better deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as you know, as a, a, a business person, yeah, rather than sitting there going, "Oh, play, don't screw me, YouTube." Yeah, right. Yeah, well, it's it's multiple play by their rules. Yeah. It's multiple revenue streams for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but classically, how do you get wealthy? Ownership, passive income. Yeah, but also ownership of yeah. content. Yeah. Right? Do you own your content when you put them on these platforms? Arguably, no. So I think that there's going to be a pushback and the opposite direction of if i put that out there that's mine it's not yours someone actually said that uh all the youtubers should leave youtube and go to pornhub <laughs> because it'd be a better platform really yeah really due to a lack of censorship because Cens- it was mainly yeah i was mainly talking about censorship and what you can like put either put on a video or, right, or can't or can right. and cannot say and because mm-hmm. the only thing is is you don't get at actually maybe you do get ad revenue on Pornhub as a I'm creator. I'm familiar. Yeah, I actually yeah. don't know. No idea. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, because I know, but that was actually. I do believe uh, they do pay. I believe you get ad revenue to your channel or whatever, if I'm not mistaken. Because this was the issue where, uh, and we've talked about this before. Maybe you're you know that Montreal company that owns Pornhub. It's like mm-hmm. Brain Geek or yep. whatever. Because their problem is is because the models get paid nothing, mm-hmm. right? And uh, but Pornhub makes ridiculous amounts of money from ad clicks, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. all, all the all the malicious ads on there. But they, they kind of have this weird thing where they're paying themselves because all the stuff uploaded there, like it's technically a copyright infringement from yeah. like, you know, Brazzers or whoever who owns the video, but they also own Brazzers. So they let it be uploaded for free and kind of pay themselves on the ads. It's kind of this weird circle where they make tons of money because, you know, fucking hot local moms in your area.com pays a bunch of money to Pornhub. So they, they make money, but they don't pay the models fucking anything. And yeah, yeah it was, it's kind of this weird self-serving cycle. So well, those models are going to push back. You know, mm-hmm. 2020 and they're going to unionize. Exactly. We're going to be fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All comes back to ownership. I think. Yeah. There was well, actually yeah. uh we were talking about just before that, you know, those Snapchat articles or whatever. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. there was one on Mia Khalifa a while ago. Cause she only, she supposedly only made like eleven grand off of her porn career, and she's actually been done for like years, right? And now she's like, I get recognized everywhere, I can't get a job, blah blah blah. Even though it's like you have millions of followers, you can probably monetize something, yeah. right? But I don't know, it was it was intriguing because I the videos make money off of views, but they don't they pay the act, actors and actresses like a set rate sort of thing, so. It's, I mean, it's interesting you bring that up because we were talking in uh, the last the last class that I took, mm-hmm. the, my global business class. We were actually talking about 
the the problem of video and deepfake and, mm-hmm. and influence mm-hmm. on that, right? Mm-hmm. So we had a uh, an incredibly brilliant uh, individual uh, and U of A alumni come talk to us, uh, and he worked in the finance field. He was a hedge fund manager in, from Toronto, and he flew in to talk to us, which was an incredible honor because I was like, I'm sure you have other things you can do. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was interesting about it was talking about this sort of this problem of video, right? So you, I think we saw a little bit with Doug Ford and Rob Ford and what happened when the video of Rob Ford smoking crack came out, right? So going, you know, now now everybody has a cell phone, right? You, you've got this, I mean, like, it takes one stupid decision, right? Somebody's got a phone and now you're internet famous and now you can't <laughs> do yeah, things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and how that can affect, you know, as you're saying with uh, Mia Khalifa, like this, a career of someone, yeah. e- even though... That was, you know, 510, maybe even longer ago, right? Yeah. But what was interesting and one of the questions I had for him was with how good video editing and deepfakes are now, Mm -hmm. are we going to get into a situation where, you know, Josh Blaze is caught smoking crack, but it's not you in the video. Exactly. Right? And my, th- well, my take on that is I think that video evidence is going to have to be, there's going to be a forensic, it's, it's going to be forensic technology. It'll be a new, you, it'll be like a very highly specialized field. Cause yeah. I think we even said this where eventually, cause if you look at deepfake now, it's convincing, but you can usually tell it's, you usually you can, know. It, it's usually a, it's a little off, yeah. but it's pretty damn good. And if you think in like two, three, five Here's what it'll be. Yeah. Video evidence won't be admissible in court, right? Like you could yep. shoot someone on camera and be like, nah, that's a deep fake, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. You're free to go. No, right. You're, like, you're right. so. Cause someone, one of the guys on hot one, Sean, I think it was Sean Evans. Yeah. Uh, someone deep faked his face onto, I think it was Paul Rudd. Sure. Uh, okay. And they actually had the two of them uh, going back and forth. Um, or it might've been Paul Rudd doing it. One, uh, anyways, it was interesting because it was a, like, it was a really good deep fake, but, the way you could tell who was who was on their facial expressions and mannerisms, mm. right? Because mm. I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, yeah. that's like, yes, this is, you know, so-and-so's face. Mm-hmm. But the way they're smiling, the way they're interacting with themselves. That's not really how they are, right? Yeah. Is, is not what I'm Intriguing. unfamiliar Actually, with. Actually, that, that's a good point. And that could even, like, that's like doing handwriting analysis, mm-hmm. but a very modern. Because the way you even, like, sit and hold yourself... Like, even if we do a face swap or whatever, that's extremely convincing. Our, like, posturing and stuff will be a touch different, right? So, yeah, so that might be going, yeah. you know, your, your video So part of that, and then also, right? you know, trying to backwards calculate if you go into a file and see if it was edited or, or whatever, right? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that'll that'll be an interesting an, an interesting mm-hmm. battle, right? See what it, but then what will be the first crime that someone is falsely convicted on like deep fake evidence versus yeah. someone's throwing out because they use a deep fake argument, et cetera, before, because in theory, the law system will, there will be a delay before it catches mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And because of the precedent system of common law, yada, yada, yada. Right. So you just got to yeah. be anti-fragile. But I guess, <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? You just got to smoke crack and say, yeah, I did it. That's what's up. Suck my cock. <laughs> Rest in peace, Rob Ford. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, when you when you think about that, how's that any different from what we have now, right? I mean, memory isn't exactly 100% no. reliable. Right? No, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good point. You just it's another extension of essentially memory. Yeah. 
perspective. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're assaulting me right now, bro. With your eyes. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> you better look deep into them, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. So normal transition here, Andrew. One question we've been asking everyone: What's your uh, favorite Christmas movie? Oh, Die Hard. <laughs> nice. Uh, but I already favorite is Die Hard. Die Hard. So, <laughs> That's, is that even set at Christmas time? The second one? I know it's winter. Third favorite is Die Hard Three. I think, I think they all came came out December. It's 20. all. I believe when it comes Christmas. out, but they're not. No, Des- it's a, it is Die all Hard Three is not during Christmas. I'm pretty sure because it it's is. in New York and there's no snow and stuff. It's a movie. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, but yeah. you know, maybe it was a not white Christmas. I don't know about the third one. I I'm almost positive the second one is, and I know the first is. The first one, or sorry, the second one I do know is during wintertime, but I don't know if Christmas is a underlying theme of it or not uh, enough to make the argument that it's a Christmas movie. So, good answer, but that was mine. So I I took that one already. I'll just say Die Hard 2 then. <laughs> All right. You can't have both. <laughs> That's funny. That's uh, That was good, actually. Yeah. Is Die Hard 2 the one with the plane? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Both of them are good movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's uh, there's actually a funny YouTuber uh, called 7-4 Gear, and he sort of talks about what, I think it was, in, it was either Die Hard or Die Hard, it was probably Die Hard 2. And he talks about, you know, being a pilot and, like, watching some of these movies and going, yeah, that makes total sense. He's like, no, that would never happen. And he's, he's pretty good on that one. <laughs> I like I like Die Hard. So Die Hard 2, is that uh, the plane stuff, is that realistic in that one? Or was he arguing against it? He, he said some of it was and some of it. I think it's, it's, you know, it's like every movie, right? Like, some of it is yeah. going to be realistic and, and some of it's not, right? Yeah. I mean, most of the time it's not going to be realistic to the Mission Impossible standard where they strap Tom Cruise to a C-130 and take off twice, right? Did they actually... They actually oh, really? strapped okay. him. They took off twice. I think they said they climbed to like 4,000 feet each time. Holy but shit. But that is legitimately Tom Cruise on the side of an airplane. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> Wrong franchise. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Which franchise is it? That's from Die Hard. That's, That's Die Hard. why I said yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, but he said Mission Impossible. I don't care. I'm saying yippee ki motherfucker, just because it's fucking <laughs> diehard, bro. Anyway, yeah, um, what was I going to say, though? Fuck. No, the videos where they like they have, like, an expert, and, mm-hmm. then, and then they... Yeah, yeah and then or they even bring they'll in, like, have, like, a law expert yeah, on Yeah, and they'll something. bring in, like, 20 film clips, and they'll mm-hmm. be like, is this real? And the guy will be like, no. Yeah. And then they'll be like, that's actually pretty close. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, no. Yeah. The, yeah. the funniest is probably, or, well, not the funniest, but it is fairly funny, is when... They bring in any kind of tech or computer or coding expert oh, yeah. and yeah. show them scenes of movies where they're coding, and it's like they are literally saying nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> like they just yeah. use tech-sounding words, and uh, yeah, it, it's funny. They always make fun of uh, oh, what's that show about serial killers? That uh, oh god, that one. Which one? Uh, <laughs> the one where it's a team, and they they have that one guy who has like a funny picture picture of him where he's like posing with magic cards like a headshot from back in the day fuck what is it called jamie get to googling over there (laughs) serial killer show i'll know it when i hear it because they uh mind hunter no no like an old one but it's not csi or something like that it's an old like how like how old like 
twenty tens. Early early decade. Early decade. <laughs> early decade. <laughs> they've had yeah, they've had like a lawyer on. They had like a hacking expert on. Hacking one was interesting. You're talking about I think it's the is Vanity Fair that That's does the it. One that does it. So yeah, they do yeah. a lot of them. Um, the two ones I really liked is they had a disguise expert from the CIA. Yeah. Come talk about. Uh, one of the ones was. Was it the Iran Contra scandal movie okay. I think with Tom Hanks? Yeah. And she, this person, uh, starts talking about it, and she's like, yeah, like, Tom Hanks played my husband. That was kind of was kind of weird. <laughs> it's Criminal Minds. I just okay. thought of it. Oh. Okay. But because uh, they have, a, like, a headquarters chick who is, like, just sits behind a yeah. computer and finds things in two seconds, and they're, like, she's literally just, like, clacking the keys and saying, like, funny words, and then it's, like, I'm rerouting the calibration on the servers. It's like, what? <laughs> the, Anyways. The show that actually is uh, very, very realistic when it comes to hacking, Mr. Robot. I'd hope so. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Robot is like right on, pretty much right on. How accurate is Silicon Valley then? Uh, Silicon Valley has some like pretty decent stuff. Pretty, pretty, oh, pretty, really? pretty hilarious stuff. Too. Okay. Because actually like if you follow... If you're in that world, a lot of what they say is very much tailored to that world. So oh, okay. I could see yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like they make a joke about Vim versus Emacs. You guys won't get it, but it's it's pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> Sounds hilarious. Hold so they, they that show also I thought it got canceled. I didn't know no. it's on season like no. six or whatever. I thought it they canceled it after like the two seasons or whatever. Yeah. So I am very behind on it. But uh anyways. The, the billionaire guy is my favorite character. Oh, that guy's so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, did I can't remember. We were talking about Peter Thiel's book, Zero to One. One yes. You've read that. It's I have. Bill that hasn't, right? Yes. I've read it. Um, Good book. Oh, you, you've read it too? I was, uh, it might have been audio book, but, or maybe it was the actual book. I feel like I listened to or listened and read it. It's not, a very, it's not a very long book. No, no it's not. It's, yeah. sort of it's relatively easy read. So No, it's great. But that's that's what reminded me of the uh, the Silicon Valley one and, and Peter Thiel talking about like, yeah, like we worked like 100-hour weeks. Mm-hmm. Just going up against, you know, like Elon Musk's other side, because uh, he had launched a, a competitor to PayPal that they eventually bought. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking of that, and I was like, man, like, what would it have been like to have essentially graduated Stanford 95, 96, mm-hmm. and started working in that world? And then, like, when was the dot com crash? 2000, 2001? Yeah, about that. Like, 2001, like, everything just falls apart. No. When was the PayPal buyout and sale? PayPal two thousand one sold right before the crash. Yeah. Oh, really? Right hey. before the crash. Yeah. Which is funny because if you think about it, from a like you look back at that and you say like, well, they sold just before the crash, but like PayPal's huge now. Yeah, the value is probably right? still there. Yeah. Like they probably still eBay probably still made money buying it, sort of thing. You did know they, what I mean? Did Long they, term. Did they? I think they still own it. Does eBay still own it, or did they, they or did they take off from eBay? I can't remember. I don't remember. I believe eBay still owns it. Check it out, Spencer. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? But when you look back at that, I mean, I know eBay owns Kijiji, though. Oh, okay, yes. interesting. That yeah. makes sense. Hey? Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, which is weird, or it's interesting that eBay is still such a big company because I do not think of going to eBay for shopping no. for anything, right? So use computers, but yeah. I think that's yeah, cultural. yeah, or like sneakers og yeah. sneakers you can't find or whatever yeah but i think it's cultural right because if mm-hmm. you like uh, i know in canada like you have kijiji and then um 
you know, you have some other websites, but in the States, they're huge on like Craigslist. True, and, true. That's a good point. Because Kijiji right? is a Canadian thing, right? Right. So, and yeah. then like, I'm, I'm sure if you went to China, they'd they have the Alibaba, right? Yeah, yeah. And, something yeah. like that. Something like that. Alibaba is a, is let go still a thing? Remember there was an app that was basically, it was Kijiji, but kind yeah. of appified and they advertised it everywhere for a while yeah. and it kind of disappeared. I don't know if that's still. I don't think the so. The cops use it to find like, like stolen bikes and stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what it's used for. Oh, okay. yeah, oh, good. Uh, eBay also announced that they are that they are not going to work with uh, PayPal once uh, 2020 hits. So they'll they'll move to a sm- the uh will start to move a small percentage of its uh, payment volumes to a new partner in, that tw- would in mean 2020. That okay. So it must be a yeah. They must have spun subsi- it out. Spun yeah. It. Yeah. Probably a spin-off. Yeah. yeah. Um what was I going to say? Oh, the dot com crash is kind of hilarious because when you go back and look at some of the websites it was just like generic word.com like Mm pets.com had like a huge valuation and they sort of sold some shit but it was just yeah and i i want to say is it not actually no it's uh what the fuck is that book uh the guy who started imvu wrote a book uh spin no pivot something about pivots the art of pivoting or something it's the lean startup lean startup thank you but uh he talks about how the the metrics were, were kind of a runaway train of everyone just cared about clicks, yeah. mm-hmm. but nothing about retention of traffic or conversions or yada, yada, yada. I think that we're having like almost a second coming of that though. Because in ter- of- I think in terms of, you know, followers and views. Yeah. In many ways. Yeah, yeah but I, I get what you're saying, right? Because you mm-hmm. you, we're almost going back to where you have, well, I get, you know, uh, Let's say I got an Instagram story and I've got a thousand followers. Well, yeah. I like What's nine hundred views, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. well, okay, you you got clicks, you've got views, but it none of that matters unless people take the second step. Or yeah. they, or even if they like retain what they see, sort of. But thing, not so. even that. Like I'm just like thinking about WeWork this year. Mm-hmm. Like, oh I'm yeah. Thinking about like that, like where there's a lot of this techno fluff that's added to these companies to make yeah. it look like, oh, we're a tech company, though we were revolutionizing the pineapple industry, yeah. right? Like we have zero yeah. proprietary technology. Can, you, can yeah. you imagine if you were an institutional investor and they actually pulled off the WeWork IPO, and like you get into it, and six months into it, it's just yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah, like it. But you know what the pushback was? Was from retail investors too. So retail investors are getting more intelligent. They yeah, are. That's true. They, yeah. I think. I think a lot of them have learned, uh, and probably been burned by Snapchat, LinkedIn, Twitter, Uber, Uber uh, like, even uh, fucking Shake Shack. I remember that was a big one. Yeah, I'll go right. And for, I yeah. think a lot yeah. of these because you saw it with the Saudi Aramco yep. IPO, where the global banks and investors just pretty much said, like, you can list on the New York Stock Exchange, yeah, but we will not give you anywhere near what your IPO value was because I think. Uh, I think what company Goldman was it? Sachs, Saudi Aramco. And what's that? Biggest so oil company in the world. They're the Saudi okay. national oil company. Okay. Uh, I think it was Goldman Sachs was one of the lead. I don't know how do you say it. Like underwriters. I something like that. Mm-hmm. It, they, it wasn't an underwriter because it it only went to the Saudi uh, stock exchange. But in I think from uh, Bloomberg had a great article on it where it was I think Bank of America Merrill Lynch and uh, Goldman Sachs. Stated, yeah, the Saudi Aramco IPO is going to be anywhere from like 1.3 to 2.7 billion dollars, trillion, or sorry, tr- trillion dollars, right? And w- when they looked at that, they said, "That's a big range. 
that's a really big range for an IPO. Like typically you get like I you know, you could see like a two trillion or two point two trillion dollar valuation. Well typically you would never see that at IPOs. Yes. Time. Yeah. What a trillion dollar valuation. There's only like three trillion dollar companies in yeah. the world. That being it, Apple is Apple not anymore? No. Mm. I think I think it all depends on the day. Yeah. But anyway, like I mean and Microsoft has hit it too. It says so. the net the net income for uh for Saudi Aramco is hundred and eleven billion. Yeah. <laughs> but you're seeing this everywhere. Like yeah. you're seeing right. these huge so, valuations. So what was the issue though with the they felt it was overvalued, that's why it couldn't they, go to the they felt it was stock overvalued. Exchange? Um and the why did they just well, kind of give their own valuation, or what? how did it? Well, you've got to remember. So the uh, this is a really fascinating concept, at least to me. I'm a bit of a nerd uh, yeah. in in some areas of finance. Is how do you value a company, right? Yeah. So if you look at something like Saudi Aramco, who mm-hmm. is a national uh, oil company, billions of barrels of crude oil uh, in reserves, but you never, you're not involved in management. Mm-hmm. It's a private company that's coming public. So you have no history to go off of. So yeah. you're essentially going and trying to do your due diligence, what what they give you, right? But then the question becomes, is that accurate? Mm-hmm. And then really the final question is, what is the market's perception, right? Mm-hmm. Is I can look at all this data yeah. uh, and all this information and the finances and say, I think this company is worth a trillion dollars. And someone else might come in and say, no, I think it's worth $1.3 So how do you uh, effectively sell that in in terms of, value to investors and say okay uh which which dollar amount do we take knowing full well that if you ipo at a trillion dollars and valuation goes to 1.3 you've now lost money that could have been on the table Mm -hmm. on the flip side if you price it at 1.3 and it drops yeah now you've lost money right um, and pretty much the global, as, as you said, the global investors, I think are getting, a lot of these guys are getting really, really smart, mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of, especially the IPOs because they have so much risk. I think the stat is, uh, it takes the average IPO five years to return or exceed the IPO initial IPO price. Yeah. Which is fine. something like 80 or 90%, which is what well, right. you think of that. Like, why would I essentially Never buy, an, buy an, IPO, an IPO? Right? Well, it's just it's hype train i guess right and that was even the we work thing is you put the tech spin mm-hmm. on it and then it's hype train as well if it's just it's a cool thing well look right? at the marijuana so. companies in canada yeah yeah right. exactly That's even it, a right? better That's example it. really right so yeah because they're all down are they not right well they're all down well because now sales have because sales were like crazy and now it's kind of yeah, but teetered I, off to think, like probably normal retail levels. I think expect, everybody right? said that about yeah. marijuana it was like it's going to be hyped for the first two months and then mm-hmm. it's going to be this thing that, I mean, everybody's still... It's a normal yeah. business. It'll be yeah. around, right? Yeah. But like... Like the, the usage of marijuana has not increased since legalization. It's the same. And most people are going illegal routes anyway because it's half the fucking price of <laughs> yeah, marijuana. I mean, and true, I think true. that's probably the biggest problem the industry faces is that, is that you've got a product that is, you know, literally double the price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. you know, fully know, or you know full well that if you get caught... It's illegal. You know, nothing's going to happen, right? So yeah. why am I paying double? Also, yeah. I think it also goes back to the know who you're buying from. Yeah. If you know your dealer and you know he gives you good shit, uh, I guess I'm going to go to him. Why would yeah. I go? Why yeah. would I go to a fucking inter- or a national company when I could just go to Steve down the street? I know what he makes. It's Steve. pretty good. I'm going to buy from Steve. Half the price. Yeah. Better. 
I think, and I actually think that's yeah, why yeah. Aurora is probably going to do better than some of these other companies, even though their stock is down, is that they continue to focus in on the medical marijuana mm-hmm. market, where uh, I think the the trust issue and the quality of what you need and the, the different percentages of what you need is unlikely to be matched by a black market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you're getting medical marijuana, I'm, I'm guessing you're probably using it for the most part for a specific reason mm-hmm. right rather than just like going out to, to blaze or get high right mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. i would suspect that you're much more willing to pay a much higher price or premium for that because it's not just for recreation it's like yeah i, I need this amount of thc or this sure. am, right yeah in it yeah where you could regulate the amounts mm-hmm. or whatever absolutely um we were seeing it in edibles too because <laughs> my fucking roommates <laughs> <laughs> We're no longer here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like we're looking at edibles online the other day and they're technically illegal right now. Like there's they're yeah, like I mean they're legal but they're not legal. Yeah. Yeah. Like so um yeah, but there's dozens of websites that are will claiming offer, to sell them. Yeah. Will offer delivery. And you've been able to buy them online for a yeah. long time and then just kind of YOLO if it gets jacked in the yeah. mail, whatever, yeah. right? The so. funniest fucking thing was like before this whole legalization thing came through, there was a website where you could buy like joints from and marijuana through, and the police like it was a global news article or a newscast. Oh, or right. I remember yeah. this. Yeah, it was like it was a highly technical operation. It was like some fucking like terrible website. <laughs> like, it was amazing. And yeah, like, highly technical. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's yeah. Funny. yeah, I mean, like the. It's, it, I just like, it's sort of like a blind eye, right? It's like yeah. when we were in Amsterdam and you, uh, you start talking to locals and they tell you, oh yeah, like weed isn't actually legal here. And you go, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't actually just, know that either. Yeah. Is it just decriminalized like, or no, what? It's just like, they just kind of like just turn a whatever. blind eye to it really. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like the cafes are not cafes. <laughs> so oh. I, can, I can do mushrooms in yeah. Amsterdam, but I can't legally do No, weed. you can't do that either. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Amsterdam, the people assume it's legal and it's not. Interesting. So the what was interesting is we we were talking with uh, a, a tour guide and uh, amateur historian. He was talking to us, and he said the sort of the culture of especially Amsterdam, but the Dutch in general, uh, has been for a very long time this sort of capitalistic bent, okay. where as long as they can make money off it and it's not hurting anyone they will essentially let you do it okay and he said uh, the the very famous story he said was when uh i'm probably gonna mess this up but when the country became i think it was catholic uh the protestants would go worship in someone's house uh and as long as it was behind closed doors nobody Nobody cared. Hmm. The moment it was outside of closed doors, they I think would go in and like hang everyone, right? Like you just okay. die, yeah. right? So there's this there's this culture of as long as you're not really hurting anyone, yeah. and we can tax it, yeah. we you you can do, sort do of what whatever you want, you want right? Huh. So yeah. the okay. same thing with prostitution. Prostitution is not. I don't believe it's technically legal. Okay, but really? fact checker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, could, could, but that's. Uh, but that's yeah, go on in, you know, fairly interesting on the, on that, right? Yeah, How are you doing? Absolutely. This is our next guest. Next guest. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> wrap prostitution up. Prostitution is legal in the Netherlands. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Take go a seat. Grab a seat over Operating there. Operating we'll a brothel is, all, yeah. is also legal. 
Okay. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hmm. So. Well, anyways, that's more or less our cue <laughs> for this uh, episode. So, uh, thanks for coming, Andrew. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. This was yeah. this is a very diametric opposite from the conversation we had earlier this morning. There was a lot of intelligence on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was, was a lot of thought-provoking. So, so. Yeah. yeah, I still want to see the unedited version of the one before this. <laughs> oh, Available man, on a it's Patreon. Quite something. <laughs> I'm telling you, ten bucks. 10 yeah. bucks? I'll yeah. pay. We'll, we'll put the link out there. I will do it. <laughs> okay. Thanks again. Thank you.